And that was the second time I got herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Save y'all. Here, man, throw some water on that bird. <laughs> Did you have a good punchline? Should I hit the intro and I can edit this out? And it'll just be like what you said right into the intro? I had no punchline. When that you punchline was meant for you guys. When you were getting the headphones oh. with the mics on? Uh, no. Not while I was getting them. When I came back and put mine in. Dude, I think the move is... They've to, been on for two and a half minutes. To get in here and always just like turn them on. Because I feel like I'm always sitting here and Ted says something great. And he's like, okay, okay, go ahead and turn the mics on now. Right after I just killed it. Yeah, but there's also plenty of times we've sat here like today. I'm kind of like, <laughs> like there might be part of that where we got to cut that off. Like, turn the mics yeah. off. Yeah, turn <laughs> the mics <laughs> off. I'm yeah, that's happened more times, I feel like, where I'm, we have them, them rolling and you guys are like, are they on? I'm like, yeah. Like, delete this right now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, the pre-show. That meeting, that didn't happen. We are Xing that out. <laughs> well, you know what it is. We do a lot of illegal shit. Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Ted. Starring the Ted. Start. The. Starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. The podcast. Episode number 83. We're all pumped to be back in here. What's up, it's your boy, the Ted Smith. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. <laughs> uh, it's a left of me, as always, unless, of course, he's in Asia on two wheels or hanging out with your kids at spring break. His name is Cobb. He's my co-host. What's up, Cobb? Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. Talladega Nights? No. Ah, kick the tires and light the fires. Star Wars. Oh. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I wouldn't know that one. I wouldn't either. Uh, All right. Back there, man, in the wheels of steel, getting the headphones, making sure the red cups are in order. Matt Cameron, the producer. What's up, Matt? Not much, Ted. Side of the cast. (laughs) Juiced, as Cobb put it in a precast text. Uh, So last week, we were back together. We had the whole team here. Uh, After a couple of guest host visits, thanks again to our uh, host that helped us out. Uh, so last week we spent a decent amount of time talking about Cobb and his adventures down on spring break. Uh, talked about some other things. Uh, some writers got in there. I think we have an email today that has something to do with that. Uh, so this one to start out with, uh, well, a couple things. Number one, that's a whistle. You're going, Ted, what's with the whistle? Blow the whistle. Right? Now we all know you can blow that whistle. You can whistle while they twerk. I mean, you could do a lot of things with a whistle. You hear the whistle go, whoop, whoop. You hear that whistle go, <laughs> <laughs> Now, I have this whistle because I spent the weekend uh, coaching, which, as anybody knows, uh, if you've been coached, uh, especially in hockey, a sport that I don't know that well. So it's, it's perfect that I was coaching. Coach uh, Smith drawing up the X's and O's. Yeah, Coach Smith helping out to the Coma Donkeys. Uh, but I had my whistle with me as I was on my coaching duties. Uh, we took a party bus up to Spokane. First things first, I have to address this. Your idea of a party bus is not what we were in, all right? (laughs) This is a yellow school bus that they bought and then uh, basically painted black, double-pane windows, and the windows are tinted. So you you have a real tough time knowing what time it is inside the party bus. So this is like a a school bus that they macromade into a discotheca. Basically, yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, And if you've ever been in a a school bus, they're pretty long. So then in the back, framed out, is an actual DJ booth with, like, a crazy light sensor behind it. It runs on its own uh, generator underneath the bus. <laughs> All right? Right. So this is just giving you an idea. I got it. I'll make sure I give some love to uh, Lion Pride Music. Uh, Levi, uh, Rich, our buddy uh, uh, Dwayne, our buddy Dwayne that was helping us out. So I got to give... Uh, all the props in the world to Lion Pride Music and a huge thanks for taking care of us. Rich, shout out for driving all weekend and keeping an eye on your boy. Uh, we had some really good times. So, Friday morning, we get to, we get to the uh, arena where the donkeys are meeting up, right? There's a tailgate broken out already. One of the guys, uh, Northwest Moonshiner, he tweets with us okay. sometimes, right? Yeah. I met that man. His Twitter handle, not a joke. He had two bottles of moonshine on him. <laughs> I think he might have come to uh, our first cast meetup. Okay. He was talking about shining. Like, he yeah. was down yeah. somewhere like, outside of Shelton or something like that. Yeah, exactly. 
So I didn't realize that he had coached a couple of the guys that play with uh, STP. I should say uh, Steve, Steve the producer, STP for the morning show and the STP cast and Megacast. It's his hockey team, Tacoma Donkeys. So Moonshiner knew a bunch of these guys. I mean, they're kids. To, he still calls them kids, even though they're in their late twenties because he coached them. You know, I mean, I I have kids that I you know Darren Sanford, the guy you know runs bars and everything back home. I saw him in the airport. Like, ah, glad to see you're doing well, kid. And he's like. Yeah, dude, I'm like five years younger than you are. Like, I'm like 28. <laughs> like, yeah, solid point. I said six years, whatever. Uh, so we get there. There's already like a tailgate going on. So then, uh, what time is this? This is 8 a.m. Right. So then we go, go donkeys. Yeah, and Levi's like, "Hey, man, we got to make a pit stop at this uh, medical shop, or not medical, just marijuana stop." Right. Uh, man, I want to say it's Clear Choice in Tacoma. Uh, so we go in there, and beautiful place, recreate, and it's awesome. And then they're like, "Here's a hundred bucks to just spend in there." So I was like, "Great!" And I got luckily the donkeys put coach in charge. I took that hundred, went to the to the bud tender, turned it around very quickly. We get back on the bus. <laughs> That's one game you know something about, Ted. <laughs> yeah, we get back on the bus, and there's the Easter Bunny has showed up. So now everybody's got their own little Easter basket that has some weed in it, some edibles, a little bottle of booze. So you understand how this trip's going to happen, right? Uh, right. So it's awesome. We start going. These donkeys can't keep it together. Now, you know your boy's a camel, and I can withstand waiting to do some peeing, right? Oh, yeah. Cobb, we stop at every pit stop. I mean, anytime you can stop, we have to stop. We, we must have made three or two stops, three stops before we got to the goddamn pass. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it these was are grown. Men. These are grown men. They are, but they've been rifling beer since like seven thirty. They got some bladder issues, right? Well, one guy gets. I'm, they're all peeing outside by this river. I'm not peeing. I'm like, no, I'm all right. I just went, and uh, one guy's kind of manhandling me a little bit, and which is fine. But me and him aren't the closest on the team. Five minutes later, I look on the couch in the bus, one of the benches. He's passed out, and it's like, oh yeah, he passed out. He was like wasted, and I was like, I had no idea he was that drunk, but it makes more sense now. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting a little handsy. Yeah. So the trip's going on. By noon, 1230, chaos has, chaos has taken over the bus. So there's there's like a line of people that hits like halfway, and then there's five of us in the back. Like the DJ booth is kind of getting opened up now. People are going, Steve's going back there. But you can see the five people that are clearly like, no, we're not napping. We're having fun. We're going to get this turned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's Coach Smith back there leading the troops. Oh man, and then right that was the other thing. I have the whistle, so anytime like people, it's like, hey man, like Gibbs is over there sleeping. Wake Gibbs up. I just start blowing the whistle. God damn it, Gibbs, you motherfucker, get up! <laughs> How do you think we'd take this team to a goddamn championship? Are you out here sleeping? Right, Gibbs a soldier, great dude. <laughs> God forbid you pass out or have to pee on a trip. That was the other thing. You had to get seven votes. So if Matt just says. Hey man, we gotta pull over. I gotta pee. Like, nah, sorry, Matt. You need six more votes, and then we'll think about it. <laughs> wow, and they were getting seven votes twice before the pass. Yes. Uh, wow. no. One of that stop was general, and then the second one they got the seven. I was like, let's just make it to the pass. And they're like, no way. We're ten minutes away. <laughs> like Jesus, right? The, the main point is, at any point, somebody whips out their penis, and it's like, I'm just peeing in this bottle. It's like, all right, we'll pull over. <laughs> Shut it down. Right. You got the votes. Like you know the rule. No inadvertent penis till noon. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so we're, we're riding up there. The wheels are falling off the bus at this point. Everybody's just getting wasted. Uh, I'm trying to think what else was happening. Some people are still up front kind of napping, which all power to them. Basic. But, yeah. The back of the bus is going through. And STP. <laughs> so Steve had, had made these playlists leading up to it, right? It's so like some of them had like a hundred and some songs on it. And we had one playlist simply called the Ratchet Playlist. And it was like, dude, this is a hundred, you know, BPM. Like, this is just that nasty club stuff. It's just like Trap Queen on repeat. What are you guys getting into? Yes. I can't look. I don't even know the names of all the songs. But I think all of them, like each song that lasted three and a half, four minutes, probably had three lines in it. Every road trip needs a playlist guy. Like, you know, hats off to Steve for that, you know, that, that foresight and preparing. Nothing sucks more than when you get on a, on a road trip and it's like, did anybody bring their iPod? We got any, anything with us? No? Nothing? And you're in Eastern Washington, so you can't get cell phone service? Yeah, trust me. DJ Steve is a madman. Plus, the DJ booth turns on, 
So people think that like he's like mixing stuff back there because we <laughs> we keep making them. So it's like me, him, uh, one guy, Heaney, and Jay. The four of us are like this, uh, like just this ball of energy back there. So we keep telling Steve like you got to act like you're just the douchey European DJ. Just have one headphone to the side, and it's like you don't have to be doing anything right. But just every once in a while, you put your arm out and start pumping up the crowd. <laughs> Pretend to turn a few knobs and press some buttons. Dude, that's exactly what he did. And people were like, God, Steve is killing it back. <laughs> there have been points where I would forget and be like, what is he doing? The STP on the wheels of steel. Right, the Spokane set. <laughs> <laughs> STP is melting this bus right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we get to the arena. The first night, that game was a bit of a mess. Uh, so they're on the ice. Uh, some guys, like skating, are just kind of falling over because they're so hammered. So there's pe- people, and, but people in the stands kind of understand. Like the donkeys show up, it's what they do, right? <laughs> <laughs> donkeys aren't built for championships. No. <laughs> but even worse than being that wasted on the ice is you got to keep in mind their group of fans is just a hodgepodge of like me, uh, Rich that was driving, some other random dude, and they keep asking me f- things, right? And I keep going. I don't know, man. Uh, do they reset the score at half? I have no f***ing idea. <laughs> Put him in. I don't care. He's in the penalty box. We fine. <laughs> so it's like, right, if you didn't think they were drunk, like, look at their fans. They've been in that bus with them. It's like, look at their coach. The coach is drunk. <laughs> He's using his clipboard as a fan. Yeah. I mean, we went into a restaurant after the game to get dinner, right? Everybody's like, I'm starving. I'm starving. Me and Steve both order food. The food shows up. I take a bite of it. Steve, I don't, I don't feel like eating this food right now. I feel like it took me 10 minutes to chew that piece. He goes, you want to get her checks and just go back to the bus? And I was like, yeah, man, that sounds like a good idea. We could smoke a joint and drink on the beer. So we just pay our check and leave, right? Don't even think about it. And then uh, Rich, who was driving, like, are they okay? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just want to go drink beer. And it's like, he, they left two pitchers. And people are like, yeah, they want to go drink free beer. <laughs> like, like I don't know what to tell you. Like, they're wasted. Like, you're right. This makes no sense at all. Like, they should be in here enjoying things. The man knows what he wants. <laughs> it was also funny that night. We had started so early. We were back at the hotel by midnight, and most people went to bed around 1, which usually we stay out raging. And everybody's like, man, what would you guys do last night? And it's like, honestly, man, not much. We went real hard on the way down here. Like, it, it caught up to us a little bit. It does. Well, and that's part of the thing I wanted to talk about today. Obviously, I'm just going to be telling some stories, but, like, I always wonder, like, are those trips that fun, or is it just when you get around those people? Yeah, I always wonder if it's if it's um, <clears throat> those people or the fact that you're, like, just drinking midday on a Friday, you know, and the novelty of it, or if it's a combination of all those things. Yeah, it's a combination. Because the thing is, like, Steve is just a fun dude, bottom line. You know, oh, yeah. like, anyone who hates fun, that is not the guy for you. Like, you know, he, yeah, he's entertaining, like you're entertaining, and so, like, then you get a little inside jokes going and whatever else, and it just, yes, I don't know, man, I think it's partially the people, uh, the absurdity of a situation helps a lot, so, like, for instance, yeah. if you're, like, drinking on a plane, you know, or uh, you're somewhere that, you know, it is atypical, then the absurdity helps, but, yeah, man, I mean, I think a lot of it is just the people, because you can have the same bar with two totally different groups of people, and it's a totally different experience. At the end of the day, it's just a building with, you know, alcohol in it. And it's kind of like what you populate that space with. Yeah. And I'd say for Matt, even like uh, you were talking about going to spring training. It's yeah. Like funny, that, was, like, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But there, it is, there is different, uh, different fun that could be had by a bunch of different people. That's kind of what that uh, Vegas trip I was talking about. When I was in Vegas for a week and a half or uh, two weeks, oh, yeah. is I went and hung out with different people and saw how they experienced Vegas. And fun meant something totally different to everybody you know, across the spectrum. I mean, one day we're in like the, the pit betting on horses for 12 hours. Another night we're out at nightclubs. Um, another group like wanted to go and like see like a you know a show the um, what it was called Cirque du Soleil show. Uh, another group just loves like gambling and playing. Um, uh, what's it called 21 so yeah so it really you know it spans the spectrum yeah well i mean even for me with vegas i mean i remember going down from my buddy will's bachelor party which was just kind of insane drunken couple nights like going crazy in vegas 
And then, like, me and my buddy and Rob went down, and we drank. But it was much more of, like, let's go to this restaurant. Like, we hit a spa. Like, you know, we went out and got nice meals. And we would still drink, but it wasn't, like, that that raging that it that it was when I went on a bachelor party. Yeah, it's like drinking is, like, oh, okay, this is kind of fun. I'm having a good time with my buddies. And raging is, I cannot believe my eyes right now. Is this really happening? Am I here? And am I going to get arrested? <laughs> yeah, I also think it's different, too. It's like, I got to pee. All right. One vote. <laughs> yeah, I think it's different too. Is it's like if me, you, and Matt, like the three of us, go out and do some daytime drinking, like we might have five beers over the course of four, you know, three or four hours, and it's like, dude, I'm wasted. Right? Like, yeah, me too. But right when you're on that bus and there's thirteen, fifteen people, it's like you don't even realize that you're just rifling beers. Yeah, people are hyped up for the tournament, you know? It's like a big, big group of males like heading out to play a sporting activity. I mean, it's the perfect storm. And you're on not even like a nice party bus, but just like the this ghetto, like awesome school bus that's turned into a discotheca, like been gutted and just taken over. Like it is the ultimate in, in extreme situations, you know? Oh. Or absurd I, situations. Right. That's why like I, I hope, you know, and I know you probably heard you know, STP, you talk about this on BJ show, or or you might hear us talk about it on Omega Cast or whatever. Like some of these stories might repeat, but I just can't in like say this enough. Again, thank you to Lion Pride Music for having this stuff. But there's a goddamn DJ booth in the back, man. Like, I don't care if you don't care for ADM music. This it was awesome. Yeah, turn up or get the f out. Yeah, exactly. You could go hit F8, so back and mark that. Yeah, That's I, like, like, I, 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 I pointed F8. For those who were not here, I pointed towards Matt. I was like, uh, if you could just, yeah. Oh, shit, he's gone. <laughs> oh, you hit it again. But we get kind of used to, like, we cuss, and Matt hits F8. And then it's like, oh, yeah, he's not in here. If we start cussing, somebody's got to know. <laughs> we don't have a safety net, man. We're just we're high talking. wiring with no safety net right now. That's been your boy's style last the last two weeks, man. Just playing it fast and loose. <laughs> Dude, you certainly have been playing it fast and loose, man. You've been rolling those dice out there. <laughs> that being said, let's talk about the next phase. You, All right. It sounds from the from uh, from the conversations we've had. Uh, you know, people know you've had your meditation, a couple meditation retreats recently. Ted Smith is thinking about changing gears, changing over to dare I say Zen Smith. He's been yeah. he's been Coach Smith. He's been Festival Smith. Zen Smith is the newest introduction. Tell me about it. Yeah, that's coming up soon. And I, I'm glad you brought it up because I don't mind talking about it here. By the way, it's weird. I've got to get to some of Saturday night, but I'll, I'll bring that up in a second. Uh, the next phase, and actually this trip was the reason I've waited this long because spring and early summer, there's always a ton of stuff going on. But I knew, for me, I just couldn't miss the trip with Steve and having fun. So the next thing I want to do is just uh, try to do 90 days, like three months, just clean and sober, no weed, no beer, you know, none of that kind of extracurricular stuff. Uh, I have a feeling over the course of those three months, I might smoke a cigarette. Or like, you know what, let me hand roll a tobacco cigarette. No weed is a big one for you. That's yeah. kind of been like well, the, the do, Achilles heel in the Ted Smith repertoire, if I'm not mistaken. Right, you've gone I no do, drinking right, many I, times. I do like, right, the months here and there with no drinking, and that that's pretty easy, but... I do enjoy smoking a little marijuana, a lot of marijuana. <laughs> and I've done like weeks on and weeks off, but I've never, uh, I don't know. I just want to, and it's just random. Some guy that uh, that I met that we were talking to, that well, that I know, our buddy Gene, just talking to him about it, and he told me about going to Burning Man, and he does these 90-day challenges with himself and how much it helps. I'm just like, all right, I just got to do it. Like, look, I thought I was going to start it today, and then I calculated the days. I want to end in uh, like the second week of July. So I was like, eh. Still hurting. I'm going to have a beer tonight on the cast. Zen Smith starts like Thursday. <laughs> outside of I'm having a beer tomorrow with Steve. But yeah, and that's one of those things too. Like when I've told people, they're like, what's going on? Like, what do you got? And it's like nothing. But, you know, I've tried every other facet of, of, of life. I mean, I've clearly partied and had a bunch of fun. Like I, I've tried the, the other ways. Like, hey, why not just take three months off? And, you know, like it's not like I'm not going to have fun. It's not like I'm quitting or stopping anything it's just like yeah i'm just not gonna drink for a while and right. smoke weed I, I think it's good to take a break and reset yeah that's how i was uh thinking about it with not drinking was like it started as just like an experiment because when you start drinking and smoking weed and that stuff it's like oh you're experimenting with it and then i was like i'm gonna run a new experiment with uh with sobriety so i'm excited to see what you think about it well that's the other thing too man it's your body just adapts so quickly that's what i've learned from going on those meditations and like just taking like those you, know, you got to take like seven days leading up to it, no salt, no pork, 
kind of stuff like that. And, uh, you know, your body just adapts quickly. So, like, for me, the food – and that's the thing. The food and the, and the weed, my relationships with those are what I think about the most. I thought booze would be a lot more prevalent where it wasn't. But it's just, like, your body adapts. After a while, your body just adapts to that lifestyle, and you start feeling cruddy – when you don't have any of that stuff, yeah, you kind of forget the microbiome your, changes. Yeah, you kind of forget what your what your starting baseline is. You know, you kind of forget like, oh yeah, like that's right, natural stuff tastes delicious. I just I don't have to cover it in, you know, a bunch of salt and sugar. So what's mm-hmm. the? Is there a food element to this challenge? Is it weed and booze? Nah, just weed and booze. Uh, the food will get a lot stricter probably the last month. Is I'm going to do uh, like seven days in isolation meditation. What? Yeah. What is that? I don't know what that means. So it'd be like I'd interact with some people during the day at the retreat property, probably work in some gardens, chop some wood. Oh, you're going to go down there for a week? Yeah. But then uh. I'm going to stay, like l- last time I went, I stayed in that property, like uh, kind of down in the meadow. So I'm going to do the same thing, but it's like no no books, no cell phones, no radio, no media input at all. So it'll just be me with kind of my thoughts for that week down there on the property. And it'll just be, you know, which is scary as shit. Just if I could just PG chilling. Oh my god! It scares the crap out of me. You know, I'm like, man, that's gonna be weird. Like, what the hell am I gonna do? I get bored easy. Me too. And I'm always looking like I'm gonna stay busy or whatever. I'm like, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. A lot of people are in society do. No, no masturbation either. Huh? But for the 90 days or for the week? Uh, for that for week, the meditation. And then okay. I think like a few weeks after that, I gotta ease up on that too. Yeah, I just got done like two and a half weeks of uh of that, but which is weird. <laughs> I'm on day 10. You're on day 10? Yeah. All right. So if you can probably agree with this. I'm going 90 with no porn and no masturbation. Dude, 90 days. with I, I, There's no way you're going to – you'll release at some point because you'll just have a dream and your yeah. body will take over. Yeah. But for me, the hardest part is after about two weeks, man, when you can't take care of yourself, like any any – any skin becomes very good stimuli. You're just out there looking for a victim. That's what he's trying to say. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you kind of forget, then it's like, God damn, that chick is hot. It's like, is she that hot? No, she just is a chick, like and a, I'm super attracted to her. That was a great Take high it. five. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just had, you know what I mean? Like, tell you what, man, during that 90 days, you better not be going to a beach. Next thing you know, you're going to have to lay face down, burying stuff in the sand so everybody doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and I work at a gym. Yeah, a, dude, that's a lot be, of stimulus there. That's gonna be tough. You're that's walking a, across the coals, my man. There's a ton of stimuli you're dealing with yeah. right there in front of you. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Yeah, so that's the next phase. Oh yeah, so I went out on a bang with this weekend, uh, getting it all done before that. Before uh, that phase starts. sounds like it. So what yeah. happened Saturday? So Saturday, get up. Uh, I wanted to go to Chili's. I think people know I enjoy a chain restaurant in the Seattle area. There's not many chain restaurants. The only Chili's is at the uh, airport, I think. Just got that Buffalo Wild Wings near your place, though. <laughs> Holla at your boy. You know I've been in there. I've never, <laughs> never been there. you never been to BW? BW3s? <laughs> no. I was at the Yard House the other day, though, watched some basketball, Final Four. So Saturday, I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to go to Chili's. So, uh, you know, coach sets a tone. The only thing, too, is Steve... Steve will never admit this. I, I don't know, you know, or if he, it's weird for him to talk about. But besides being the goaltender, they look up to Steve. He's you know the emotional I mean? heart of the team. Yeah, you could tell. Like, they look up to Steve for kind of leadership and, like, everybody wants to go crazy partying, but it's kind of like Steve's kind of the barometer of, like, well, how crazy can we go, you know? So Steve was like, yeah, dude, we'll just go to Chili's. We got plenty of time. So we get to Chili's. And I kind of thought, oh, we'll just sit in the bar, no big deal, right? I didn't think about the fact that we're going to have to put tables together and we're going to have to sit there. Family restaurant. Yeah, this group was not built for a family restaurant. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's exact line was, hey, boys, watch the f***ing language. There's kids here. Like, Jesus, man. Like, I don't even think he knows what he's saying. And, like, you know when you can tell people are listening? Like, they're not, be- like, they're not being quiet, but they're specifically, you, can, you know they're listening. Oh, yeah. So that moment happens, and I just talk through it and go, ah, it's all right. You know, what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then you kind of hear the noise raise back up. Like, all right, these people are comfortable. Like, it's, you know, we look like that group. Like, it's, it's 12, yeah. you know, hockey players, a coach, and then uh, the two guys from the bus. They were fine the night before. We are all hung over to hell, and we just start by ordering, you know, the biggest beers we can. <laughs> are you all the donkeys or something? Yeah. So we go to Chili's, man. So go to Chili's. By the way, if you like Chili's, 
is quality. It's the same. It's the same chili as you remember, man. <laughs> Southwestern egg rolls for the win. Chili is <clears throat> baby back ribs. <laughs> Uh, so then the second game was pretty good. It was a touch, touchy one there for a while. I was on the bench and looked like they might win that game. Some guys were kind of like, hey, man, we don't want to win this thing. We don't have to play tomorrow. <laughs> so the second, <laughs> second game ends. And that game, actually, we were pretty well. We kept it pretty together pretty well. Second game ends. <clears throat> start firing the beers. And it's like, let's go play laser tag. So then we went to a boom. Jump stop, as you would say. We go to laser tag again. Family friendly laser tag. <laughs> and some of the boys at this point. And here come the donkeys. <laughs> yes. And some of the boys are wasted. So, the, you know, it's a laser tag place. They got to give you the speech in the room before you go in. So, a couple of the guys, the first round is fine. It's like a, a younger dude. The second round, the lady giving us the speech is like 19 or 20. Just kind of a small, like, you know, she's, I don't know how to explain it other than kind of like Eastern Washington hot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's a feather in her hair. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that look is. But either way, as soon I'm as I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, as soon as she's like, all right, I'm going to be your leader for the group, I'm going, oh, God, we're never going to make it out of this room. And at one point, she's just like, are you drunk? Like, shut up to one of the guys. <laughs> like, and I started clapping, like, good, give it to him. Uh, play laser tag. Go back to the arena. At this point, we park the bus right by the beer garden. It's awesome. The beer gardens, everybody's looking for us. Uh, there's a couple buddies, uh, Daniel, uh, Heavy. He's another guy that plays a goalkeeper I, or tender. I always run into him out there. So I run into them. Here's a great story for you. And uh, there's this one team of these. Uh, most of them are a little bit older, but they, they're called the Grinders, right? And they got like three of their teams. So they bought one of the locker rooms in the ice arena. So we're sitting there. Me and Daniel are sitting there, and this guy comes over. Uh, God, what was his name? Oh, man, he had an awesome, just great hockey nickname, like Killer or something. And he, he was a nice, great dude. He, he was not at all like that guy, but that's what his name was. And he goes, hey, man, you ever seen the Grinders locker room? And I go, no, I don't even know what that is. So he starts, he plays for the Grinders, and he starts explaining it to me. You go in there. Out of context, this sounds like something totally different. <laughs> you go in there, it's like, it's like 1975, like, hockey alum, like, carpets, uh couches like all if there was attractive women in the beer garden they're hanging out in there like all the guys have their hot wives with them one guy comes in with an injury and they're like don't worry we got a doctor on staff and i was like holy like are you serious because they have like three teams like the guys that are over like 40 the guys that are like 25 to 30 wow. and then like the young guys that like do like the heavy lifting and stuff oh. but it was like the ultimate man cave and they had a pepsi machine you put in a dollar you get a miller light or a coors light <laughs> dude that's awesome yeah it was great and then, uh, yeah, after – That really to... could have gone either way. Like some, no. some, some sketchy guy with an intense name asking you back to the, the Grinders Hammer. locker that's room. A, that's what they called him, Hammer. Hey, no. I'm, I'm Hammer. Come back to the Grinders locker room. No, dude, the <laughs> Grinders locker room. I, that's what I'm saying. It ended up being awesome, but I could have gone either way. Dude, trust me. I was the asshole in that group. Like I walk in and you – like not, not in a bad way, but he, like there's an upstairs part. And you can kind of tell which – I'm guessing who are the better hockey players or just which guys run the teams – Boom. I could feel their eyes on me. It's like, all right, who's this guy? Like, nobody knows him. So I look up at the one guy and just kind of tip of my can. And then uh, you fast forward like 10 minutes. And again, it helps to work on the radio. That helps you. Like, what do you do? How do you know people? Like, oh, I work on the radio. All right, cool. So then I see that guy and I go, how you doing, brother? And, we, and then people are like, hey, how do you know people? Nah, I don't. Just being nice. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Saturday night, we go out to the bars in Spokane. Me and Steve and a couple other people. Steve never – he was back there DJing. And then, like, I'd go out to the bus. We'd recruit some girls, bring them on. At one point, there were six – I say women because they were probably closer to my age, like mid-30s. And it's kind of like, what is with these chicks? They're not really interacting with anybody. They're just kind of drinking. And then we found out, like, they came on. And then at that point, somebody was like, no more guys on the bus. And they just left their six husbands sitting out front of the bus. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, we don't need that drama. Like, let's, sorry, ladies, off the bus. Yeah, and then I mean, we had, along, a, we had a Move crazy dance along. party, and then we took the bus back to the hotel and literally had a dance party in the bus till like 4 a.m. I mean, just awesome. Dude, that sounds rad. Yeah. <laughs> See this uh, chain I got at WWE? Yeah. Yes. Right? So it lights up. And I forget what point of the night this is in, if we were still outside the bars or whatever. I go, Steve, I think I should take my shirt off and go full Rick Ross. 
Steve just takes a pull of his beer and goes, "They like something like they need it, or you're damn white right." White Rick Ross. Yeah. So then for a while, I was just White Rick Ross in it back with there with the gold chain, with with this chain on, no with shirt, beer in full effect, yeah, just like back there grinding. We were like, "Who is this guy?" And then we had all the. Did color. you have sunglasses? Yes. Yes. We had the colored glasses going. I mean, we were in full party mode. That's what I'm saying. Festival Ted came out strong. Yeah, and there was it was cool, man. Like Q Ray. Man, his girlfriend's really awesome. Plus, she had like a 30-year-old daughter who was like six-foot blonde girl. She, so Saturday, she's like, I'm going to call her. And I was like, call her. Like, tell her to bring friends. Bring them out. <laughs> bring them out. Bring them out. <laughs> so, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, to kind of bring us back to last week a little bit, I don't know which song it is, but I can guarantee you I heard the Kendrick Lamar song at one point. <laughs> Our two theme songs for the weekend was Weed and Boys by Wiz Khalifa and then uh, Big Sean. I don't give a f- <laughs> So yeah, that was Saturday. Sunday we drove back. I got harassed by some Catholics and uh I forget what town we stopped in. I think it was Moses Lake or something. And I'm coming back from the gas station. No, nobody else really wants to drink. I have Monday off, so I have a twelve pack of Miller Light, twelve pack of Coors Light. These two like sixteen year old girls go, Happy Easter, the Lord is risen. <laughs> I was like, man, just heave off a glass bottle at him. <laughs> <laughs> How about Satan give me strength <laughs> How about some real gangsta ass uh, uh, Somebody was like I have some leftover food I'll give it to that homeless guy over there With a beer right So they give him a burger A beer and the guy goes What no joint like, God <laughs> damn Damn you needy motherfucker Give me my burger back yeah, Exactly Turns out beggars can be choosers <laughs> And he was serious. Oh yeah. Oh my. The, the way he said that, I thought he was just like messing around. But <laughs> no, he was dead serious. Like, what? I can't get a joint too. Like, dude, look at us. What makes you think this party bus is full of weed? <laughs> at no point is it. What about Ted Smith says I smoke pot? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but either way, just one more time. And and look, I'm telling you, man, bachelor party. Maybe you're just going to a uh, Seahawks game with a group of people. I mean, this is a full school bus that they paint it black. Refurbished inside I me. Mean, it must. I think it fits thirty-five people. Any idea what this thing costs? Uh, I don't know. I could probably. I'm sure if somebody emailed me, I could figure it out. But uh, I don't know. Steve just told me to pitch in a couple hundred, and I pitched it in. Nice. So, yeah, I know we tried to uh, make sure to take care of them. That's the other thing too, man. A bus with a bunch of dudes. That thing gets dirty real quick. You gotta. You gotta Sweaty. constantly be cleaning it up, <laughs> and like like Munson. I love you, Munson. But every time he'd get off a bench, right? Because like they'd go into the arena, and I kind of take time to like catch my breath, and like, all right. It's like every time I got into one of Munson's seats, there's just trash around it, and his seat is wet. And I'm like, why is it wet when he like? What does he do back here? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But all in all, great weekend. Uh, so I'm saying, like, I don't know. It's just it's just a great time, and you guys definitely. I mean, anybody could have been a part of it. I mean, we were I was bringing on Heavy and guys from the other team, like, oh, yeah, I'll show you the bus. And they're like, you guys are living on a different level. Like, this is insane. <laughs> That's only thing. This beer garden dude is, like, one of the flyest beer gardens I've ever been to in my life. This is the one where I saw the guy, like, basically just collapse and lose his legs. He was so drunk. And they just sit him in a chair. You're not getting thrown out of this beer garden. And it's just a bunch of happy hockey guys and Canadians. And hockey guys, if there's an issue, they take care of it on the ice. There's no chirping in each other at the beer garden. That's like a big no-no. You, then you become that guy. Yeah, and then you guys just go and pull up your own VIP section out front. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of people seem to think I'm a goaltender for a different team, too. <laughs> like, I know you, because I'll be in the beer garden, and they're like, dude, wait a minute. You're uh, the, the goaltender for that other team. And no, like, Coach no. Smith. <laughs> no, Coach Smith. Well, is it your team on the ice right now? I don't worry about the details. <laughs> Coach Smith, Tacoma Donkeys. <laughs> they're yeah. gonna get you a polo with just donkeys on it you know i do have an under armor polo that just says smith on it nice that's my perfect buddy, yeah my buddy will used to work in under armor so for his wedding we all got like monogram stuff nice yeah it was pretty good uh all right well that was a big story i hope people enjoyed some of that and <laughs> mixed in with zen ted again zen, my life has been a weird uh, zen smith yeah Yin and it was, yang baby it was zen smith for for a week and a half festival ted tough <laughs> and now Zen Smith needs to really zone in these next three months, man. Sorry, horny Matt's going to be dying. Just walking Oof, the bounce. Yeah. That was the next thing I wanted to ask about. Matt, what, what precipitated this whole, uh, <laughs> whole I'm not going uh, to touch myself in erotic ways for 90 days? Um, 
What? <laughs> Give us the truth. I don't want any, you know, don't pull any punches. All right. What's going on, man? Uh, an underwhelming sexual performance that has been coined by Gregor as Matt's 9-11. <laughs> because I will never forget, and I will not be off or watch porn for the next 90 days to, to rewire this system, because porn overtook my actual sex life. And that is a scary, scary feeling. What happened? Did you did you lose one? Yep. Was it the first one? It was the first it was the first time we hooked up. And then by the second time, I was so worked up and in my head, it was just yeah, like there's no, sh- there's no chance. Yeah. And so it was a you know, I, I just I need to bounce back. I it's need time to, to take the power back. That's what I'm saying. And Greg's like, Matt, Matt, just don't even worry about it, man. Like it's not a big deal. I'm like, no. I you don't understand. I need to remember this. I need to use it to to power me through these ninety days. He's like, Jesus, man, it's like you're nine eleven. Never forget. And that's, so that's it's stuck, and that's uh, yeah. So that's that's what precipitated. I mean, it. I think and, losing a level of excellence is going to happen to everybody. But I mean, I like where your head's at, but I still just think ninety days seem awfully. That's a brutal. Got to do it. Well, because a brutal I, sentence. Yeah, and. Well, that's what everybody on uh, the there's a whole thing online called the no fat movement, and that's that's what the the recommended time frame is for the reboot. And you know, I'm just kind of like when I stopped drinking, it's another experiment. Like I've been addicted to porn since like 12 or 13. Like that's been my default. Like that's where my sexuality has defaulted to. Like I was telling you guys before the cast, my reaction would like if I see a hot girl, my reaction is like, oh, I gotta go beat off to that, and I need that needs to not be the case. Case needs to be like, that's a beautiful girl. I need to go try and get with that and s- see what happens. You know, be be uh, be more proactive, more proactive. Continue the exactly. family line. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they call it uh, straight up. It's like a reboot. Like you're rewiring your nervous system. Mitch so. has got a lot riding on you. <laughs> we gotta continue the family family tree. You know. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Another another experiment. I will say when you Google 90 day challenge, I, I didn't realize how many of them there were. There were. Oh really? Yeah. Like, what, I, I just, what else is there, man? I'm looking for something. You guys are both year of the hustling. You guys are taking it to another level. What people, do we got? Some people do 90 days. 90 days of just food. You know, like the food's got to be something specific or... Of a single food? Yeah. Out. So, like, the, right, I'm doing 90 days for the first time. Like, my buddy Gene that I learned it from, he's like, yeah, like, now I'll do, like, a month also with no sugar or a month with, you know, this or that. So, I mean, you could make it harder if you want. For me, I just want to get through this first 90 days just to prove I can do it. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle. Oh, hell yeah, man. There's so much fun stuff to do. Yeah, that was my big thing in doing 90 days and not drinking is I just got bored. Yeah, and I think you've said it before, but like that 11 o'clock, right? It's like... Drunk people suck after 11 o'clock. You're yeah. over it. How was it... Did you hook up with any drunk girls in that 90 days? No, not at all. I just... Well, I was probably in my own head about it, but uh, it was just tough to relate. But I went on a 90-day dry streak at that point after a summer where I was running hot. Yeah, girls are... It's an interesting one with them, I've found. Because <laughs> they'll say it's cool and like respectable or whatever at least in my experience um and then you hang out for for a while and the the inclination in a social setting is to drink but when i'm not drinking they're always hesitant to not drink or to drink and uh yeah i've i've had a couple even this the one that matt's 9-11 like her her you know reasoning for for breaking it off was more about like the fact that we just have different lifestyles which is like the fact that you know i don't i don't drink and i've i've heard that from she's the third chick that said something to that effect yeah and it's a little bit of so, a buzzkill when you're out drinking and there's like one or two people not drinking just sort of like you know just hitting you with like the the dead eyes the sober eyes yeah. yeah exactly just watching you judging you yeah but i don't think they and are I'm not like i'm still yeah, I'm, totally. I'm getting totally. stoned and hanging out and you know just going to bars that have darts or some you know something for me to do some horseshoes or whatever um and <laughs> horseshoes are fun man yeah my point was more from the girl's perspective of 
you know, plausible deniability, like mutual plausible deniability. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah we, we got we drunk. Were drunk yeah. Our inhibitions were lowered, and then we hooked up. Like, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Versus, like, yeah, I'm drunk. I'm doing my thing. And this, like, dead sober guy is just, like, keyed on me as On the target. prowl. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. You're out there yeah, looking so for I a think, victim, I think man. You got that... the tank top on. You got the guns <laughs> out. You know, Practice safe Ten sets. days in. Yeah, well, I was wondering that. Like, huh, 90 days. Like, I wonder if I'll get better at talking to women. Then it's like, or is he just going to be like, oh, man, she's too drunk. I can't. I don't know. Depends on if you want to use your newfound powers for good or for evil. Can I use them for both? <laughs> While making myself good? Ted, if making I knew, her do evil? If I knew the answer to that, I'd make a lot more money than I do now. <laughs> if I knew the answer to that, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> right? Uh, speaking of that kind of stuff, you guys have any interest in talking to my buddy Matt, my buddy Rory, that run that, run that retreat? Yeah. yeah. And Rory's opening up his own like kind of uh, natural uh, plant website and whatnot. Cool. So you can go get specific teas or... Uh, Things like that. So I told him, I was like, well, let me know. I can certainly, you know, uh, talk about it a little bit. And I was talking to him and Matt Moore, and I was like, you guys want to come in and talk about it? And they were like, yeah. So, oh. Oh, to have, have him on? on here? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if, me and Matt, if me and MCTP are already doing 90-day challenges and stuff, might as well get the uh, get the experts in here. Well, what made me think about Now the about pressure's it, on. i got to kick something out of my life. Well, and those guys are doing this kind of stuff all the time. So I talked to, like, uh, to, I forget who I was talking to about having a relationship. And finally, I just said, well, when do you get to, like, you know, have like fun and stuff. He's like, yeah, it's tough with women, like especially the no, like no sex if you're going stretches where that's part. Oh, of I haven't, it. I haven't, I'm not, I'm leaving the option for sex open. All right, that, there's All right. easy mode and hard mode, but it's like Seven Eleven, dude, always open. Yeah, yeah, and so I'm, but I we'll see how it how it goes. But yeah, so I'll have that that incentive to to be more proactive. All right. Like, yeah. It's like you guys have two totally different. But you gotta watch out like for it. what's called chasers, which is the urge to masturbate after having sex, to the the memory, you know, and you can't do that. So that's gonna be, so it's a slippery slope if you get laid. Somebody's been on the on the internet a lot. That's what I'm saying. I, I did my research before I embarked on this journey. You guys both have two different, totally separate strategies, and I'm excited to see which one works. Ted's mm-hmm. got the restrict the supply, limited, you know, limited amounts of of Ted's penis will be given out Apple style, and you know, got people waiting in line <laughs> in outside the shop. And Matt time. on the other side is like Walmart open 24 seven, like <laughs> come and get it. <laughs> I'm interested to see how it goes. I don't know. My style has attracted some customers, but they're not always the most warranted or wanted customers. <laughs> the odds are good. <laughs> But the goods are odd. Tom, uh, do you have the massive amount of emails this week? We got a big old fat stack of emails here. Oh, let's get it. Uh, let's start with this one. Uh, when the Jack White guacamole thing happened, uh, we were talking about this on the last cast. When the Jack White guacamole thing happened, uh, the STP cast, cast put out the question of uh, what you would want in a rider. I'm sending you the same uh, thing I sent into them. Hopefully one till they die. Ted should like it. <laughs> My rider would have something to do with mascots, specifically the rival of wherever I was playing. If I'm at the University of Oklahoma, then the mascot for University of Nebraska, Herbie Husker or Lil Red, uh, or have to be hanging out backstage. Technically, Uh, if you're at the University of Oklahoma, you would want Bevo, the mascot from the University of Texas. Uh, if I'm, oh, if yeah, I'm the rivals. Playing yeah. for the University of Washington, then the Washington State uh, University's Butch T. Cougar. If I'm playing in Seattle, I want Pat Patriot hanging out backstage. I no see. signature, oh, end of email. Huh. I like the idea of his writer as mascots. It's pretty evil that he wants like the, complete, the, rivals, yeah. the opposite of the mascot. Yeah. But I like the idea of like my writer just being like, hey, so like when uh, Ted comes to town to play your college – he just needs ten minutes of one-on-one with, like, whatever the, the, the mascot's name is, and it's just like, like, if you ask us, my, you know, if you ask my team about it, it's just like, you know, the guy, he needs ten minutes. Like, he likes mascots. He can, he can do this now. He's got a little clout. Just, just get him his ten minutes, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking about how creepy that would be. What are I, you doing those ten minutes to the mascot? Like, nothing. I just talk to him. They don't talk. Well, I interact with them. Basically, we just hug a bunch of times and high five. And st- so you're like a furry? Stop our, stop our feet. You know there's like a whole mascot fraternity, right, in the NBA? Well, that's the thing. I love mascots. It's not sexual for me at all, so I'm not a furry. Furries kind of creep me out, to be honest. No, I'm talking about like they all know each other, not that they all have sex with oh, each other. Oh, 100%. No, I'm just trying to clarify. When yeah. I said I wanted to hug a mascot, I just mean like 
Like, sorry, if I see the Mariner Moose and the option is there to hug him, oh, yeah. he's getting a hug. In fact, I might just dap him up and kind of pull him into one. <laughs> we had a bunch of furries come into uh, this place I used to work on Capitol Hill one time. All right. <laughs> so Were they dressed up? They warned us ahead of time, actually. They, they called ahead. They made a reservation. They were like, just so you know, there's like a, I think it was called Furry Con. Actually, Sakura Con is going on right now. All yeah, right. I think it was fur, Furry it's Con. It's con, con season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the con season. Um, we need a con. Anyway, so, LARP con. Yeah, LARP con. They, they let us know ahead of time, and I was I was on the phone with them, and I was just like, um, I, I mean, I gotta ask, like, are you guys, you know, is, is stuff happening while you're here? It was sort of like an intimate venue, you know, it was a hookah lounge, pretty dark, lots of little corners to sneak off to. I was like, are you guys calling me to ask if you can come have sex with each other here, or are you just gonna be be hanging out? Are you gonna be in costume or not in costume? Yeah, and I was. To be honest with you, I was a little worried one of their costumes was gonna light on fire because we had all the hot coals and stuff. But um, yeah, so they they were like, no, we'll you know we'll keep it together, we'll be be respectful. A few people will be in costume, most won't. And I'm like, all right, cool. So the furries, fine by me. Great people. I would love to see like just a, a like a mascot or like a giant Scooby Doo just hitting a hookah, <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> yeah, like oh man. We didn't even take anything tonight. We walked in this hookah lounge, and I swear to God, there's two six-foot dogs hitting the hookahs. Yeah, there's a fox in sunglasses just smoking. <laughs> just staring me down, man. And then oddly, I felt attracted to that fox. Wait, was exhaling the smoke? And for some reason, the costume had a butthole in it. <laughs> <laughs> had to be said. They're furries, Ted. <laughs> oh, man, speaking of buttholes, <laughs> it's time for the cops. Pew, 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 Cop topic. <laughs> wow, what a stellar introduction. Thank you guys. I'm very excited for this. Speaking of buttholes. <laughs> yeah. It's our very, buddy. Very excited, excited for today's topic. The man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today's today's a little bit of a departure from the usual. Let's go. Cop topic. Coach Smith is in. MTCTP is in. Let's do this. So the uh the CT this week, uh, basically nothing from my own life, but uh, read this thing online and I was kind of laughing about it. And I wanted to hear, have you guys weigh in? You know, a lot of the time you guys are, are the moral arbiters for uh, for what goes on in my life and uh, a lot of the cast listeners. So here's the question. The moral compass. <laughs> moral compass. So a guy and a girl. Sorry I let you down, Mitch. I don't know what arbiters mean. It's like the, well. All right, so a guy and a girl are up on a up, up on a building, right, on like a skyscraper. And All right, boyfriend, girlfriend, they and, naked. Yeah, they can be. Well, actually, no, for this they can't be. <laughs> so they're not naked. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> guy and a girl up on the top of the building. <laughs> we can even be this building. We're high enough up. Is okay. the girl hot? They're about to jump <laughs> off. Yes, she is. Right, nice. They're about to. She's blonde, hair flowing in the wind. The guy's kind of a douche. You wouldn't mind stealing this girl. And, uh, <laughs> no, okay. So uh, they go to jump off the building, and uh, they, you know, they've decided that they're going to commit suicide together. They go to step off the building, and at the last minute, the guy stops, and the girl jumps off, starts falling down. And the guy looks after her. You know, he's peering down like the flat edge of this building. And then she pulls a chute and glides to safety. Who's in the wrong? Feel free to email us. <laughs> email at thepodcast.com. I think you can say both, us up right? On Twitter. Can I say both? Because that's my initial reaction. I mean, I'd like to hear a case. Well, um, they're both, I, I don't know. I mean, they're both planning to back out of a suicide pack. Well, actually, because the guy might have gotten cold feet at the last minute, the girl planned it out. So I would say they're both in the wrong, but she's more in the wrong because she was knowingly like gonna gonna let this guy. Now there's a chance the guy knew he wasn't going to either, but that's not specified in the story. The girl definitely has a parachute, definitely made a plan to back out of a suicide pact and let that boyfriend kill himself. But she didn't definitely. She wasn't definitely gonna pull the shoot. Yeah, but she she went through more preparation to 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 do that you know kind of agreeing with him here like you're in a suicide pack so this is already bad i guarantee you this couple's already broken up five or six <laughs> times gotten back together they're that extreme <laughs> uh but i kind of think the same thing like yeah maybe the guy not out of like i'm not going through with the pack just out of pure fear just like oh i'm not jumping. survival instinct whereas right she has prepared for this 
She was going to leave his dumb ass either way and pop that chute. Go find some rich Amazon guy. <laughs> what? I don't where's know. where's I this know. coming from? Oh, oh. Who? Somebody's ex is dating an gonna, Amazon go ahead, guy. Go ahead and reserve the, uh, reserve the studio. <laughs> We're going to need another half hour here to dive into this. Oh, man. Found some rich Amazon guy. Wow. I got to know example. more about the psychology Jeez. behind that. Trying out a little improv. Trying to throw something out there. Sounded very personal, your improv jokes. <laughs> backtrack, 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 backtrack. <laughs> Did Jeff Bezos bang your ex or something, man? What are we doing here? He's a, he's a billionaire, dude. Don't sweat it. Uh, is there drone footage of you you're not happy with? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Cobb, where are you at on this? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I guess uh, I like that this isn't actually from your life because you and your ex had some <laughs> weird <laughs> <shit> going on. <laughs> that reminds me of that Sonic commercial. Uh, never mind. Um, where am I at on this? Uh, I would probably say, let's see, if either of them in the wrong, yeah, I would say, uh, I'd say that the girl is in the wrong because it's premeditated, like Matt said. She brought a shoot, um, you know, so wh- whether she was going to pull it or not. I suppose is up for debate. Ultimately, the good thing is neither of them killed themselves. Uh, they should have been together. But, um, yeah, the guy backing up could have been a reaction or it could have been something pre-planned. But hers was definitely pre-planned, unequivocally pre-planned. I say neither of them are in the right. But if you got to give it to somebody, I go with the guy. All right. It's the first time we've all agreed on the Cobb topic, I think. They're supposed to be divisive. I'm kind of glad that it finished with she popped the shoot. Just for a second in my head again, I'm going... Where's this? Are you sandcasting me right now? I feel like this is so dark. <laughs> like I don't mind going dark, but this is dark. <laughs> Jesus, it's God. like that October. Like the times have just changed. Dark. We're like, what is going on? It's scary out this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, I this guess is, we should... this is like some guy from Amazon jumped out of your closet blindfolded, ready to double team your girlfriend. Type dark, you know. <laughs> And it stops right there. Old school. Continues right here. So what I'm trying to say is, my friend is blind. My true love is blind. True love is blind. <laughs> All right. True love is blind. You know what? If you get nothing else out of this cast, like, God damn, it's boring. Ted just told stories for the first half. And then I don't know what happened there at the end. I do know Matt hates rich guys from Amazon. <laughs> and that true love is blind. <laughs> All right, take that with you, folks. Uh, so remember, true love is blind. Matt hates people from Amazon. Coach Smith is out. For MCTP, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.